Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. We had a wonderful conversation last week with Jonas Lee Brockoff. He shared some of his experiences as an emerging leader and some of the achievements that he's had as well as some of the areas that he's struggled. If you're an emerging leader or if you have one on your team, make sure to go back and give that one a listen. He shared some really great stuff. And speaking of great stuff, Mark and I are going to dig a little bit deeper into something that he shared around setting the bar, one of our favorite topics. So let's go ahead and get things rolling with Mark Tinas. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? Good, good. It's a rainy day here in KC. How's it out there? Uh, it's uh, let up a little bit for us. So it's been the rainiest season ever recorded, I believe, in California. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, forget about earthquakes, man. I mean, all the uh, rain is just crazy out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, um, I, I thought, you know, this week, you know, last week we had this great conversation with Jonas and um, I really like our topic this week. So we're taking one of the things that he shared uh, that's really working for him as an emerging leader, and that's setting the bar. He found that to be one of the most powerful things from the podcast that he heard, and he uses that in his life as an emerging leader. And so, you know, we haven't really done a podcast on this specifically. So, you know, I, I think this would be a great opportunity to talk it through and hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, I love that. I was inspired by listening to his take on it and how it impacted him. So I went back and uh, looked at my notes and there's some good stuff here. So yeah, cool. You want to kick it off? Yeah. Yeah. So setting the bar I view as an unknown force, Mm. meaning emerging leaders do not think about it. They don't really know about it. They, um, Therefore, have a huge advantage. Those that those that set the bar have a huge advantage going forward, and it can it can literally be a force, uh, you know, in in your career. So he, here here's my observations about emerging leaders. They are generally letting someone else set the bar. They're waiting for the organization to set the bar, or they're waiting for their supervisor to set the bar. And in some cases, there is no bar being set at all. So performance is always somewhat mediocre. There are companies out there, and I know you know this, Brian, but there are companies out there without organizations out there without KPIs, mm-hmm. key performance indicators, yeah. which are often the bar that we're talking about. We want to produce at this level There are companies out there without those numbers. In that scenario, an emerging leader, again, has the opportunity to be the only one setting the bar and to really lead the organization forward. But even if the bar is set, don't accept it. Set your bar higher. You have to determine in your role within an organization as an emerging leader, what are the measures of great performance and go after that. And again, don't let the company tell you where the bar is set. 
Brian and I worked for an organization. I'll just give you one KPI. I won't tell you what it is specifically, but we worked for an organization where selling $35 per customer was considered the level of good, $35. So Brian and I were looking at some reports and we found, wow, there's a bunch of people producing at $40. That's huge. And we went and found out what that looked like and what the behaviors were. And that was a game changer. So we quickly set the bar above 40 because we knew it was possible. So what are your thoughts around emerging leaders just not setting the bar, Brian? Yeah, I think that is incredibly significant. Thinking about our emerging leaders, the people who have that high potential for greatness, people that we've just promoted, and they're stepping into a role that now they're just trying to figure it out, you know, where uh, they really don't know what the expectations are from a result standpoint, but also from a behavioral standpoint. So what is that bar as far as the results that we want them to produce? But what is that bar as far as the behaviors that will drive those results and produce them? I think that's incredibly important. And so, something that struck me as you were saying that as far as you know, letting someone else set your bar, it kind of reminded me of what we talk about in Imbar. So Imbar is uh, one of our other books. And, and one of the things that we talk about in there is that if you don't set your own identity, who you are as a person, and you allow other people to do that, now you're not necessarily achieving the things that you want to go after or the things that you're capable of. I think it's very similar to, to the situation where you're letting someone else set your bar. So establish what that is, figure out what that is, close your knowledge gaps around it, know where your boss's bar is, the bar of others, those kinds of things. Seek those things out. I think that is incredibly important. Yeah. One of my, uh, I, I think you know that I interview people throughout the week. Um, pretty much yep. every week for, yep. for a variety of different mm -hmm. levels of positions. And one of my favorite interview questions is how are you measured in your role? And I just let it sit there and listen to their answer. The most common answer to that question is a repeat of the KPIs of the organization they're, they're with. Um, so they're saying, in that answer, someone else, you know, sets the bar in essence. <clears throat> the second most common answer is they don't have an answer. So they literally aren't setting the bar and no one else is setting it. And they're allowing the results to just be what the results are. Yeah. The best answer, which probably comes from one in 10 people or less, is, oh, here's how I measure myself. Here's the measures I look at. The organization looks at these, but here's how I look at it. And that's someone who's setting the bar. They're setting the bar. So they're going to lead the organization forward. So that one question, how are you measured in your role, really tells me a lot about a leader, an emerging leader, et cetera, and about how successful they would be uh, in our organization. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... That's super interesting. The the people who just kind of take a back seat, just 
and take a step back and just allow other people to set that bar, establish those measurements, establish the the behaviors. That's very different than someone who's proactive and that's someone who is really driving their career forward, who on their own, they set their own behavioral expectations, you know, for themselves. You know, you look at the importance gap, you know, within Gapology, you know, setting your own expectations. I mean, how powerful is that? Not only do you believe in them because you're setting them for yourself, but you're creating the behaviors around it to to produce those things. Yeah. If the organization is always chasing after your number, you're leading the organization forward. Yeah. And that that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so real, real simple, if the organization has KPIs, uh, set yours higher. Figure out how to get there. Figure out what the behaviors are that get a level above the KPIs. Um, in the example I gave earlier, uh, the $35 uh, number, uh, Brian and I figured out how to get to 42. So 35 was not the number, nor should it have been. We were settling for 35. Mm -hmm. 42 was possible. And uh, that, that led us to a lot of other discoveries um, around the behaviors that were missing in the 35 that were in place in the 42. And that, you know, was one of our big gapology discoveries because we figured out, you know, how to, how to move the bar and, and always be the one setting the bar. So one of the, one of the phrases I love, Brian, is be the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now you're thinking alcohol, of yeah, course. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not be in the bar. Be, right. be the bar. Okay. You don't drink everything in the bar, but <laughs> be the bar. Be the bar. Think about that. Yeah. What? Uh, what? What if you became the bar? What if when somebody approached the boss and said, "You know, how do I get to that other number?" and the boss said, "Well, go talk to go talk to Brian. He knows how to get there." So it's a combination of you need to be curious and observe the behaviors that are in place and that are, that are not in place that produce specific, you know, numbers and then begin innovating around that training around that. If, if that's applicable to your role and suddenly you become the bar. So be the bar. Earlier you, you had mentioned, you know, looking at that $42 was really where the bar should have been set all along. And it, it reminds me of something that you had talked about on a podcast. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a couple of them ago that it's really when you're defining what your KPIs should be, what those expectations should be, look to those who are already winning. So it's not about sitting in a boardroom, just coming up with a random number. And I think, you know, that $35, maybe that's how that came about where when you can really look at what's being produced right now today by the team members that are on your team and looking at then what are the behaviors that are driving those numbers, that's where you can get, I think, gold, <laughs> you know, gold, yeah. you know, st stuff where, wow, this is actually being produced. Let's figure it out. Let's set it, training in place around it. Let's set expectations around it. You know, all those things that can then drive those same behaviors then throughout the rest of the team. Yeah, and that, that's why exception reports that show 
everyone's performance in a given metric top to bottom uh, are so important. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at it, the average is 35, but wow, somebody's producing 42. Oh, wow. And they do it every, every period they produce 42. Yeah. Huh. Why not go and observe those behaviors and figure it out or give them a call and ask them how they're doing it. One of our favorite tactics over the years is to interview the district manager of the year or the regional manager of the year and just ask them, you know, hey, what are your what are your top few tactics? You know, what how do you do it? And often there's there's gold to your point in those answers. They may have figured it out. It's interesting that the organization hasn't figured it out. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it is right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. If someone's producing 42, we know that 42 is possible. We can likely define a set of behaviors that equal 42. We could likely train to those, uh, et cetera. So it, you know, it's it, it's right there. The other, the other thing I touched on that I want to come back to is most emerging leaders do not share. So if they've developed a set of tactics that you know, can get to 42, they often keep them under their belt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I yeah, always be that. known as the top performer. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the true value of that leader is when they share it and, and they get the whole organization to 42. Mm-hmm. They become incredibly value, valuable. They become the emerging leader that becomes no longer emerging. They become the leader of the organization. And often it drives their career. So share, because if you can move the organization forward, everything changes. Everything changes. And that's when you become the bar. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of contributing factors to that. Um, I think in today's society, especially (laughs) somewhat, you know, when we were younger too, I think, but I, I think people are shy, you know, they don't, they don't really want to put themselves out there. There's kind of that mentality out there. So I, I, I wonder if that's driving some of that where people don't want to share, but the flip side to that is that, you know, like you were saying the competitive side, they want to stay at the top. They don't want competition. You know, they always want to win. Yeah. I, I don't think they may think that sharing is bragging. Yeah. 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 And it's not right. It can literally be sharing, you know, let, let me help you get there. The biggest thing is to share with the, the boss, the supervisor. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's, let's talk about how to get this whole uh, organization to 42. Um, the 3542 story is true. I got to tell you one little tangent on that. Brian, I'll remember this cause it was life changing. We figured out how to get to 42. You've, you know, you've heard that part of it, but we figured out how to get the organization to 40. So the 35 became irrelevant and 40 became the number through our efforts of sharing. And how that happened was we discovered somebody producing 50. So all of a sudden, somebody started producing 50. So caught a flight, went to visit, went to hang out and just learn, take notes. And wow, 50 was possible. And through, through seeing what 50 looked like and, and how to do it, we trained the entire organization and got the organization to 40. 
And the, the difference between 35 and 40 is massive, right. you know, in a large organization. Mm-hmm. And, um, but because we saw 50. Right. And, and we had to, again, be curious. We had to be looking for it. We had to then go find out what it looked like and what the behaviors were. And there was a very serious set of behaviors there that were quite different, that were amazing and uh, changed everything. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, in essence, what, what you're describing is gapology. Yeah. So, I mean, this is re- really where everything came from. So a lot of people want to know kind of where gapology came from. And this is really the heart of all of it. So when you see that there's a gap, you, you figure it out, you investigate, you, you're curious, you ask the questions and you find out where are the knowledge gaps, where are the importance gaps and where are the action gaps? I mean, in essence, that's exactly what you're describing. Yeah. And there always is a gap. Right. So when you're, when you're looking at, you know, numbers again on an exception report and you've got a range from 40 down to 35, it may not look like much, but it's rather significant and it is often extremely behavioral and it's right there, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go explore it. And again, be curious. Mm -hmm. Curiosity is a, is a key trait, you know, of, of an emerging leader. Don't, don't ever lose it. Don't ever be shy about it. Be, be curious. So I've made, I made a set of notes here on what an emerging leader uh, needs to do the top five things on this topic. Oh, okay. So, and again, this is to, if you as an emerging leader are going to become extremely valuable in the organization and really, you know, set you on a career path that could be incredible. Here, here's the five things uh, that, that we recommend. Uh, number one, be the bar. So that's, that's a mindset. You have to always be thinking about that. Be the bar. Uh, number two, always set the bar, your bar, higher than that of the organization and of your supervisor. Don't brag about it. You know, don't be arrogant about it. That's not what we're talking about. But if they're expecting 35, that's not your number. Set it, set it higher. Thirdly, then, and again, this is missing in over 90%, I would say, of emerging leaders, define the behaviors that equal the bar. So you've now set the bar. What are the behaviors that equal the bar? Connect with those, understand them, you know, perform them depending on your role. Understand that because it's a game changer because once you have the behaviors, you can do things with those. Number four, is to innovate then within that set of behaviors and train. So there's likely innovation that can happen once you understand the behaviors that that equal that bar level. There's other things there. Just because just because you've achieved 40 doesn't mean that 50 isn't possible. There's something else there. So look for that innovation and then train to it. And then lastly, and as, as I was saying, this is key, share. As you learn how to get to 40, and as you see things that lead us to 50, share. Document it, share it, move everyone higher. When you do that, you become the leader. Your career changes. 
you become incredibly valuable. You're impacting the organization. You're impacting lots of other people. And uh, that's a great thing. That is a great thing. So those are the top five. Be the bar. Always set the bar higher. Define the, the behaviors that equal the bar. Innovate and train. And then share and move, you know, moving everyone higher. What do you think about those, Brian? Oh, those are fantastic, Mark. Um, that's perfect. I think uh, taking those five and printing those out, putting them up on your wall, um, especially as, a, as an emerging leader, I think this is great for anyone, certainly, but for an emerging leader, somebody that you know really wants to make a mark, wants to really set their career on the path of success to become a winning leader, I would print these things out. I would have them handy, memorize them. Uh, this is just a great formal process to follow to really set the bar. Yeah. And thank you, Jonas, for inspiring us. Yes. Yes. He is uh, definitely a, a winning leader in the making for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. All okay. right. Thanks, Brian. Yep. This is good. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. That'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, including our live workshops, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.